Welcome to today's episode of The Square. I am really excited to be here. We're in Tuskegee, Alabama. We're at the School of Architecture at Tuskegee University. I'm joined by Tyler Littles and Trenton Scott. Thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, thank you. And so you guys are fifth years at the School of Architecture. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes. So you're like this close to being done. Uh, yes. So close. So we're going to talk a little bit about the NOMA competition because you, you guys are captain and co-captain of the first place team congratulations thank you thank you but before we do that i want to know a little bit about why design why architecture why is that something that you know you've chosen to kind of spend your life pursuing um tyler let's start with you uh for me it kind of started kind of when i was young uh i always kind of like art as a passion Mm -hmm. um as a kid i did a lot of reading and as I grew up, that kind of transitioned into things like uh, reading anime. Yeah. Well, not anime, but reading manga, yeah. watching anime, playing video games. And by the time I got to high school, there was an opportunity to take an architecture class. And I took it, um, and I just kind of fell in love with it there. I just kind of see architecture as a way of just telling worthwhile stories. That was one of those things that just kind of clicked as soon as you took the class? Uh, yes, That's definitely. Awesome. And I love that, that you worked the storytelling in there. Trenton, tell me about for you. Yeah, so similar to Tyler, it started when I was younger, um, going to uh, middle school. Going into middle school, I took an art class instead of music. My family is musically inclined, but not me. You were going to be a little different. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I went into drawing and sketching and um, painting. Uh, We we also did clay models as well, um, all in middle school, and I found a passion to uh, draw buildings there. Um, and my teacher, you know, introduced me to architecture um, in the eighth grade. And so I was sketching and drawing buildings then. And then I found out about my great uncle, um, who was a professor, the first black professor at LSU um, in architecture. And so I wanted to pursue that that goal of being an architect because of because of him. That's amazing. Have you been able to visit like any of the buildings or any of the designs that he's done? Just his house, house. the house that he built. That's amazing. Tell me what NOMA stands for. So NOMA is National Organization of Minority Architects. And you guys were part of NOMAS. Correct. Or NOMAS, Mm -hmm. depending on how you want to pronounce it, (laughs) which is the student version of that. Correct. And and what what role do they play in the architecture community? Um, I believe when it comes to schools or universities, the majority of architecture schools have a NOMA, a NOMAS chapter. Um, Tuskegee is one of those schools. And so within that NOMAS chapter, um, it's different uh, mentorship opportunities and workshops that uh, we do in-house, like in Tuskegee. Uh, the, the president and the vice president will lead those efforts of you know introducing the students to different softwares and different abilities of um, storytelling or even um, presentation and then in terms of the competition it is something that we we push to compete in every year Um, the year before this competition we did not compete but the year before that we did so and it's it's typically something that fifth years do or Um, generally they try to target fourth years 
Oh, in the third years. Okay. Um, trying to kind of trying to build up, you know, interest for the next coming years. So correct. And so in this competition, uh, it's the Barbara Barbara G G Lori uh, competition, um, and we're just charged to develop a project based off of the location of the conference. So, so uh, it kind of rotates every year. Correct. So last year was of course based in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And so our site was located in North Nashville, which is a um, which is a black neighborhood that you know experienced gentrification, um, redlining, as well as uh, interstate construction that has separated the community. Um, so we were charged to do projects that benefit specific communities in the location of the conference. So, and is this is this the first time the Tuskegee team has won? Uh, First place, um, previously, the team that Trent was on, they won second place, and in 2015, they won third place. So, uh, and before that, I think they won third place again. So, so you guys you guys are just better than everybody else that's been on those teams, aren't you? <laughs> uh, nah, <laughs> no, we just kind of built on their success. <laughs> well, I know, I know you, the two of you represent, you know, a, a team of 11, so tell me a little bit about the the team camaraderie and kind of the team effort that went into it so um there was actually a lot of effort from a lot of different people um on the team and we actually had other uh the other people that were on the second place team um that have already graduated they came back and helped as well um in different like maybe certain fridays they would come back and help but in terms of the core group of 11 um, we had different groups. So we had the modeling team, the physical model team. We had the digital model team. Um, we also had the, I guess you could say, storytelling team um, that kind of pieced together what would be our presentation. Um, so that all working together um, is what you see is what you see now is what you see in the video and the in the boards as well. So. Um, I would honestly say the the key part to the success of our project to me is probably the storytelling because they put a lot of effort into um, into piecing together what our project means in a matter of five hundred words or more. Wow, um, and a lot words. of people, yeah, a lot of people don't look too much at that aspect of the project but it plays a big role for sure yeah because it guided our design so what all was required when you submitted for the competition when we submitted uh we had to put together a three board presentation um and at the time we thought we needed five what was it 500 words oh no we didn't know there was a 500 word cap Mm -hmm. oh god so so you had like a whole book planned (laughs) yes we had an entire book and when we got to submission at the last minute, we had to kind of crop that down and try to uh, submit what we thought were the best qualities um, of that book. So, and then was a physical model required? Um, okay. Yes. And then was the video required, or was that something you just felt yeah. like you needed to do? The video is required. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one was. Yeah. Okay. And then um, you 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 were kind of given I don't know it not an impossible task because you obviously pulled off an incredible design, but uh, uh, there was a real 
dichotomy between the there was part of it was the preservation of the history that was there with the community center and then there's also kind of a future looking piece that's the bridge and and you said it in your video which we're going to play the video in just a second but you know this idea of healing the kind of the the severing that the interstate did how did you balance those two things in one design i would say in terms of balance of the design um it was a collaboration really of of captain and co-captain um and the rest the rest of the team had assignments in different areas um but me taking taking the lead on the building tyler taking the lead on the bridge and it all coming together to to make one form um and all of us working together in one space kind of helped guide i guess you can say the the collection of what north nashville is yeah so speaking of what North Nashville is, how did you do kind of your research? I mean, obviously it's it's not right down the road. So you're you're having to and, and one of the things I loved about your video, which this is probably a perfect time. We'll stop. We're gonna take like a minute and a half and we're gonna play the video so you guys can see this was part of the submission that, that you did for your part of the Nomas competition, correct? All right, so watch this video. Jefferson Street is the lifeblood of the Music City. You can hear its rhythm from TSU to Fisk to Meharry and up to Hadley Park. That rhythm abruptly stopped when I-40 severed the North Nashville community. They bulldozed and bombed 300 homes. Without its rhythm, North Nashville fell into decline. Our cultural center seeks to revive and renew a community in need of redress in need of healing. Incredible video, guys. I, I love how you captured the the community, the real essence of it, um, and then transferred it to your design. How were, did you go to North Nashville before the project? Did you just do online research? How did you kind of do the, the background to get the context for the design? Um, it was a mixture of both. So I have I actually have family in Nashville um, and family that grew up in North Nashville. So before... We started the project, we started the research of the project in the summertime. Um, so I was in Nashville with my family, um, the family that's there, and I got a chance to visit the site. Um, I visited the, the park that's adjacent to the site um, and just got a sense of the people that's there, what events they might, they might be having, um, different things like that. And also speaking with, with family that grew up in the area before the time of the interstate um, section so um that was very helpful for the for the initial research of the project and then coming back to school we were all able to like go heavily into research on online was there you know i know that music is a huge part for nashville in general but especially for north nashville did that have an influence on your design uh yes uh 
it actually took a very long time to try to piece those things together. Um, it wasn't just on top of going to North Nashville, we had an opportunity to talk to one of our professors who's also from North Nashville. And she kind of gave us one of those kind of key things that kind of led our research because we weren't even heading in that direction at first. But um, she gave us the, the fact that North Nashville was given this name because of the Fisk University, Fisk Jubilee uh, singers. So that kind of guided our, our decision-making a lot and gave us kind of a direction to go in, so. Um, That's awesome. So the title of your project is Selah. Where did that come from? Uh, it comes from, it's a term used in the Bible, usually used after, you know, poetic passages to, to kind of- Psalms a lot, right? Uh, yes, yeah. it's kind of introduced to, encourages the reader to kind of take a pause and to take in what they just read um, and, you know, examine how they feel. So that kind of set the tone for like what we wanted this uh, project to kind of be for the community. Yeah. Like uh, a breath of fresh air, uh, you know, uh, we watched a video where they were saying that they kind of heard the interstate all the time and it kind of disrupted the community and you can always hear it and we want on it. This to be a, a space that kind of acts as that pause in between the community uh, and the interstate and also reconnect the two communities after we're split. I love that. That's amazing. So, you know, with with the music of North Nashville, with the idea that you're you're you know you're giving that pause with a biblical reference to take a pause in Psalms, which are songs like m- music's playing a big role throughout this whole competition. How did the the noise of the interstate and the you know the the auditory part of being able to take a pause play into your design? Uh, I know that one of the things we took into account is how could we do that. Um, I know the introduction of trees, things like that act as natural barriers. Mm-hmm. And then we introduced it, uh, you kind of see here, like a sound wall kind of acting as that barrier. In oh, between, right here. Mm-hmm, Got in it. between okay. the interstate and the in our uh, space, as well as you see kind of that gap in between the bridge and the building, um, kind of acting as a space for people to come together. So you kind of hear that activity also kind of drowning out the noise of the interstate. I love that. Tell me a little bit about the shape of the community center. So we wanted the, this took a lot of iterations between uh, me and Ty, <laughs> the whole team really. Uh, but this took a lot of iterations, sketches. Um, but we wanted to be a welcoming um, community center from, uh, I believe, 128th Street um, and Jefferson Street, which is down the way. Um, but as people come up, they will be able to be welcomed into this community center. So down the amphitheater, into the circular uh, uh, courtyard. Um, and all, all the while, they're looking out towards Hadley Park, which is a prominent park in the area. Um, so the farm took shape because of, um, what was the, the note? Uh, the, the eighth note. The eighth note, correct. Um, so the form took shape from the eighth note and then as it carried as it carried along from the museum, it wraps around and goes into the bridge. Now, what's the eighth note? Um, eighth note is just a, a common uh, musical note that's used within like all genres of music. And okay. we kind of wanted that to be, because we know that uh, although the Fist Singers mainly sing uh, Negro spirituals, North Nashville is home to a lot of musical genres. So kind of wanted something that kind of tie all those things back into the program. 
Tyler, tell me a little bit about the design of the bridge. Uh, it kind of plays off of the cultural center, um, kind of completing that note that we wanted to kind of, uh, when we cleaned the note that we wanted to fulfill when we were kind of coming with this design. Uh, we wanted it to kind of be a space, not just for just getting to and from, but also a space where you can have activities on. Um, Cause the initial bridge that was um, there at, at this current moment wasn't design with the community involved. It was just a kind of a bridge that was kind of put there because the community- uh, is more functional. Just, yes. Uh, okay, I got you. And so this is this kind of represents kind of the flag of the F note. Uh, yes, I got it. Okay, and the STEM. Cool. So one of the things that you said in the video that, that really kind of stuck with me was this idea of the highway um, kind of severing the, the North Nashville essentially from itself and it needed healing. How, how do you see kind of the the idea of architecture and design transcending, you know, the physical and really helping to mend a community? Um, I just think it goes back into like, uh, most people spend a majority of their lives in buildings. So a lot of that shapes uh, who we are and like how we kind of interact with each other because we interact with each other inside these spaces. So when designing, we got to take that into account. Um, so. So is there, are there plans to build this? Mm, that is a good question. I, I don't know for sure if they're planning to build this in the actual location that they wanted us yeah. to do it in. Um, because currently I, I believe that there's a building that's going up on that site right now. Okay. So if they do plan on doing it, it might just be the bridge um, potentially. But other than that, I'm not, I'm not certain. How, how does this exercise and this competition um, change how you think about design? I mean, you're about to graduate, you're gonna be, um, you know, working for an architecture firm and having opportunities to, to affect those buildings that you were talking about. How does this, this experience change how you'll approach that? Given the scope of the project, it was the first time we got to work in such a big team. You know, you get to do a lot of solo projects while you're in school. So this is the first opportunity to be able to work in those teams and also be able to kind of see how that looks from a leadership perspective as well. Um, I would also say, I don't know how I want to word this. Um, I kind of influenced like what I might want to be interested in when I, as I progress through my career, I kind of like this scale of working with the community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you do a lot of school projects, you don't actually get to talk to the people who might live in those uh, areas. So it was our first opportunity to be able to speak with people in those areas and actually get the design for them. Yeah. I would say for me, um, I've always have been inspired by working with children and similar to Tyler, like community engagement work. Um, that's something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And I think this project amplified that. Um, there's many programs in the building that tie back into the community. Um, and one of them specifically is the Selah Academy. And that's where children can come and learn different trades and learn how to uh, draw and, and things like that. 
um, and then just collaborate with young professionals, I think is, is another key piece. They're able to, to learn and grow from people that they look up to. Um, so I think basing it off of this project was helpful because it wasn't just about the building. It was about the community too. Um, and what, and what their needs are and how we could, how, how we could meet those needs, even outside the building with the bridge, with the urban market and things like that. So. What went into forming the team and, and how did you all get chosen to become captains? Um, so because I worked on the project, my, because I worked on the previous project, my second, was it, I think second year, I believe, no, third year, third year. Um, I was the only one out of the whole team that had worked on the Nomis project prior because the rest of every, everyone else had graduated. Um, so because of that, that was one, that was probably the main reason why I was chosen as captain by Professor Asamoah, um, because I, I had that knowledge prior of what to, what to look forward to and what to do for the project. You had that experience of a previous competition. Um, and then, Tyler was chosen as co-captain um, because of his overall abilities to perform on a project. Um, I mean, you've seen it. You've you all have posted it up in in here. You don't even know it, but you consistent consistent process of how a project is supposed to be done. He's shown that in all the years that um, we've been we've been in class together. So. Um, that's the reason why he was chosen as, as co-captain and people could listen to us. They could, um, receive advice from us in the classroom and, and criticism, constructive criticism. Um, so it was, it was helpful in the end. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a special thing because when you're in the workplace and you've got a boss, there's a, there's a paycheck. There's a reason you have to listen to somebody that's above you in class, especially when your classmates, that reason is maybe a little bit muddier, um, but it's it it takes great leadership to be able to to still inspire those people, and and I have no doubt that you worked really hard on this. Were there any challenges? Were there any challenges that you had in getting the project you know finished and all of the boxes checked and everything done on time? Yeah, I know. Just concerning the concept and research that took us an entire month. Um, due to us all having jobs during the summer, we couldn't really meet together how we wanted to. Um, so we started really the process when we got back and that left us, I wanna say August, September, October. So roughly two months to really get a product together. So- um, In and, the midst of having a normal class load. <laughs> yes, uh, they kind of helped us with that, but by allowing us to do this as our class project. Um, so that took a lot of pressure off with, uh, at least with studio. Um, and then, yeah, I would say concept, like getting that concept together and doing all the research, that took a long time. Um, getting the idea of black keys together, that <laughs> happened by chance. Uh, once they, uh, Trent was doing research and he ran into a video about uh, Negro spirituals and how they could all there was a saying that it can all be played on the black keys. Yeah. And we were thinking, it was like, oh, that kind of reminds us of, you know, the Jubilee singers. And yeah. It was like making that tie in and tying those, all those things back in together. So they kind of 
form a story, as I was saying before, and that's kind of like, well, it's my favorite part of the project. A lot of times when you're when you're telling a story, you, you sometimes start with the end, right? You you start with what you want someone to take away from what the story is. What is it that you want people to take away after seeing the video and seeing the model and, and hearing kind of the inspiration behind it? What is it that you want them to take away? Um, one thing that jumps out to me is the interstate. Like the people that chose long ago to put that interstate in place, there's people that still do that to this day. Um, so I would say the community of North Na of North Nashville understands what this project is about, but the people that have severed the community, um, they might they might understand too to a certain extent, but they still choose they still choose to put these interstates in our communities. So for me, I would I would say to them to understand what um, what our communities are about before you make a decision. Um, Having a better awareness of the consequences. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I would also kind of add in, um, you know, a lot of, I know it was kind of told to us before we started the project, kind of like uh, the bill that was instituted uh, not too long ago for infrastructure, um, trying to help with these uh, communities that were suffered by um, interstates and this kind of could serve as kind of a solution, like a, you know, a land caps is one solution, but um, maybe a bridge could be an another solution to kind of putting these communities back together um, that were severed by interstates. You know, obviously you gave a, a lot of consideration to the surrounding community, to um, the, the, the bringing back together and the joining of the communities, that, the community that was kind of severed by the road. Was there any consideration given to the people that are using that road, like in, in terms of planting a flag and saying, hey, this is, we're here, this is us? Yeah, that's also like one of the things that kind of took us a long time as well, kind of what to get rid of, because they want us to get rid of the, I want to say the, what was it, oncoming ramp? Yeah, the exit 207. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. so, you know, we had a decision to make, because uh, there's also, uh, you know, incoming ramp. So we decided to get rid of that as well. Um, we had to end up, we was talking to a professor at Georgia Tech and he kind of gave us advice about how to approach um, interstates and like what may be the best solution. Like one solution was dropping the interstate completely and doing a land cap. Um, but we kind of went with the solution of just getting rid of the on ramp and the off ramp because due to information given to us by another professor who told us that may not be the best solution to drop the interstate. Um, how does this change how you view where you are now? Where, you know, whether it's where you live or here at Tuskegee, you know, the same idea of community and, and healing, how does that change the context of where you are now? So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, um, and there's much, there's rich history in Birmingham uh, about a lot of resilience um, but it was a lot of, I would say, there was a lot of hurt, too, that people are actually still recovering from, um, especially in the area that I grew up in. Like, you, there was a, I, I remember specifically growing up, there's a stoplight that if you pass that stoplight, you enter into a whole different, a whole different space. Um, and I grew up on the other side. So um, crossing that stoplight, you were, you would see, 
a different, a completely different community. And both communities are in tension with one another um, when we're all supposed to be unified. And so I think when it comes to education, education specifically with children, I don't think that people understand, some people might not understand the impact that it leaves on, on kids' education because our education wasn't, it was, it was good in high school, middle school, elementary school, but it could have been better. If you cross that, if you cross that stoplight, their education is next level. They're ready for college. We had to get that from other places. So we still got it. We just had to work harder. So Tyler, how about you? Um, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, uh, and it's home to a lot of history. I know you guys are probably familiar with the, uh, the slavery museum, um, but there are other parts of Montgomery, especially one that's, uh, we've kind of got to do historical work here at Tuskegee for, um, but it, that was impacted by the interstate and you can kind of see how it just kind of affected that community. Yeah. Um, so I just think this kind of serves as a kind of a way to kind of highlight those spaces. Maybe be a, as I was saying before, like a solution, like to, cause, um, you know, these were once vibrant communities. So, you know, and they were disrupted. So, you know, I think there is a kind of a uh, responsibility to be able to restore that. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing the project with us, representing the whole team. Congratulations on winning first place. That is huge. And thank you so much for watching. If you want to learn more about uh, this project, about Sela, we'll put a link in the description below. I highly recommend you watch their video. You got to, to see it a little bit in the episode. And, you know, if you're looking to for, for two extremely capable architects, Tyler and Trenton, they're waiting for your call. So anyway, thank you so much for watching The Square and make sure to check us out next time.